Hi, and welcome to Audio Essays from My Closet. My name is Joseph, and I am indeed recording this from my closet. So for this episode of Audio Essays, I decided to do kind of a more definition essay. How I came up with this? Well, I remember in my AP Literature and Language class, like we had to do several different types of essays. I think we had about an essay due every two weeks in that class. And one of the types of essays we talked about was a definition essay. So I thought about that and I decided, okay, I can define something, you know, add some of my own thoughts to it. But what should I define? Well, as I was scribbling down a list of possible topics for this podcast, one topic stood out to me. When I start thinking of ideas for new episodes for this podcast, I go all over the place. I reference things in my personal life, things I find interesting, things from the news, maybe base it off of a video game I've played or a movie I've seen, just whatever sticks to me in that moment. While I was making this list, a literary trope came to mind, The Gentleman Thief. I recently became kind of interested in the idea of The Gentleman Trope based off of a video game that I've been playing recently. The game was a lot of fun. And it kind of got me thinking about The Gentleman Thief and its tropes and all the characteristics associated with it. So, that's what I decided to do. I decided to write a definition essay talking about The Gentleman Thief and why we find the trope so appealing and what about it makes us love these criminals even though being a criminal is bad. Kids, stay in school. That's what they told me anyway. So, here it is. The Gentleman Thief, our favorite kind of criminal. I think a majority of people can agree that stealing is bad. It's one of the Ten Commandments, and it's the basis for a lot of our laws. We don't like it when others take from us, or when someone steals something from someone we care about. But our greed distaste of stealing the idea of a sophisticated criminal that pulls off heists on a grand scale is thrilling and impossible not to enjoy. But why? After all, we are taught that stealing is bad since kindergarten. However, there are noticeable differences between the criminals that we admire and those we despise. First, the criminals we admire are cunning and very calculated. In heist movies, the quote, hero we're rooting for, creates a very detailed plan to get past their target's guards and security measures. The hero must be able to outthink their targets and create solutions to all possible kinds of traps and situations that may arise during the heist. The hero will need to research, gather intelligence, create a plan, maybe recruit other, quote, heroes in order to complete their heist and get away. This requires intelligence, dedication, and persistence, qualities we usually admire. By default, these criminals are people that we would like to be, so we already begin to like them. Compared to the common purse snatcher or pickpocket, it's no surprise that we are fans of these amazing career criminals. Second, these kinds of criminals are charming. After all, if the hero of our imaginary heist movie is flat and boring, why would we be interested in them? 
Typically, the hero is attractive and isn't afraid of using their looks to their advantage. Besides their looks, their charm helps them gain access to intel and areas necessary to pull off their plans. This also lowers the guard of their target, and makes their plan possible by gaining allies both on the inside and out. We don't want to root for the nameless robber of a convenience store. We want our hero to be interesting and attractive. Part of their charm is also in their intelligence, and the way they present themselves. One trick our hero might use is to impress their mark and or gain access by showing off their skills, such as dancing, or by stating some fact about fine art or literature. Did you know that the screamer actually wasn't a work of Van Gogh? Relying solely on intellect alone would not make their heist possible, and our hero knows that. Third, these kinds of criminals are strangely moralistic, despite their profession. While our hero may be performing all kinds of illegal acts, such as, and not limited to, theft, blackmail, assault, coercion, kidnapping, and, and maybe murder, but that's depending on the task at hand, our hero will still have a moral compass of sorts. Perhaps they will only steal from other criminals or greedy billionaires. Maybe they refuse to murder anyone or, or avoid any form of violence. Despite their life of crime, their code of honor lets us believe that despite these crimes, they are still good people and are trying to make the world better, if only for themselves. A robber who targets houses in a low-income neighborhood will not get the same level of respect as a criminal who goes after a shady billionaire who didn't earn their money or got it by exploiting others. Because of their morals and targets, our hero becomes the underdog we root for and becomes the force to take down those who abuse their power and influence, despite the fact our hero needs to break a law or two to do so. The type of criminal I described has a name, a gentleman thief. The gentleman thief, also known as a lady thief or a phantom thief in Japan, is characterized by, quote, their impeccable manners, charm, courteousness, and their avoidance of physical force or intimidation to steal, end quote. Gentleman thief is a trope that describes a thief that's, or thieves that steals from other criminals or from the rich who don't appreciate the treasures they have or stole from others. Some of you are maybe already familiar with this trope, with one of the best examples being Robin Hood. In fact, you're correct. Robin Hood is one of the oldest examples of a gentleman thief. Prior to donning his bow, many versions of Robin Hood have been born as a noble before becoming the infamous outlaw we know today. Robin Hood is famous for his mantra of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Robin Hood did not perform the, his heist to make money for himself, but to take from the ruler he believed was abusing their power, which in his case was Prince John and his heavy taxation of, his, of the people. Robin Hood is seen as a vigilante, someone who breaks the law in order to fight back against the corrupt and restore justice to his homeland. He is also known for his flair for the theatrics, and his daring plans that evolve him putting himself in the line of fire. For example, in one of his stories, Prince John holds an archery contest, with the prize being a silver or golden arrow. Depends on the version. This is obviously a trap for Robin Hood, since he is renowned for his archery skills. Robin Hood enters the contest in a disguise and a different name. When he is declared the winner and goes to receive his prize from the Sheriff of Nottingham, the right-hand man of Prince John, not only is Robin Hood able to escape with the prized arrow, 
but also creates some chaos for the Royal Guards as well. A flair for the theatrics and being able to pull off heists that seem impossible is another one of the traits associated with the Gentleman Thief trope. Without these traits, the Gentleman Thief would not be as popular of a trope in literature. The daringness of a Gentleman Thief is evident in not only the crimes they commit, but also how they do so. Another element of the Gentleman Thief trope is the use of calling cards for announcing to the public what or whom their next target will be. This is obviously risky, since this not only reveals what the Gentleman Thief's target is, but it will also increase security around the mark as well. This not only create, makes their heist harder to pull off, but even more amazing in how they are able to still get away with their crimes. The fantastical and otherworldly nature of their successes gives this Gentleman Thief an air of otherworldliness and makes them even more appealing which explains why the trope is known as, as the Phantom Thief trope in Japan, which describes their ability to disappear and escape as if they were never even there to begin with. One of the most well-known gentleman thieves is Arsène Lupin. Arsène Lupin is the creation of French author Maurice Leblanc and is also seen as the prime example of the gentleman thief. Arsène Lupin is a master criminal in early 1900s France who pulls off elaborate heights. However, he only steals from other criminals he deems as not appreciative of the art and treasures they bear. He is known as the master of disguise and has used his talent to escape and outwit Sherlock Holmes. Or in this case, Sherlock Holmes. LeBlanc had to change the character's name for obvious legal reasons. Lupin was captured and thrown in jail, but he was able to escape by disguising himself as a totally different person through clothing and even his physical features. The character has also spawned several sequels and has become the archetype of the genre. Yes, the gentleman, gentleman thieves are painted to be charming, interesting, and fantastical, but why do we love these kinds of criminals? After all, they're criminals, people who break the law and are seen as selfish. Well, some may argue it's because we, we as humans love chaos. I'd like to make some arguments of my own as to why we love a good gentleman thief. First, I believe we need to look into what defines a criminal. The literal definition of a criminal is, quote, a person who has committed a crime. Because the nature of a gentleman thief is to commit crimes and break the law, their existence makes them something we should be opposed to. We are taught that breaking the law is bad, and those who break the law are bad people. But, who makes the laws? Lawmakers and political leaders are the ones who suggest new laws and follow the procedures to create them. We assume they have good intentions, but to error is to be human. We are not all good or all bad, but some of us may lean more towards bad. In the case of Prince John and the Robin Hood mythos, Prince John is not the rightful ruler. His brother, King Richard, is the true heir to the throne, but he's absent. Prince John decides to use this opportunity to rid himself and impose higher taxes on the people in the kingdom. He uses his army of royal guards and the sheriff to forcefully collect taxes and imprison those who are not able to pay or oppose him. Robin Hood opposes Prince John, and as a result, he loses his lands and title and is forced to become an outlaw. 
Rather than sulking in his losses and hiding for his own safety, he uses his status as an outlaw as a way to fight against Prince John and undermine his power. Rebels are also seen as criminals, but rather than breaking the law just to break the law, they use their law-breaking to defy against established powers to create a more just world. The Founding Fathers of the United States were rebels fighting against the Crown, a regime that was oppressing them and undermining their freedoms and happiness. The one who defines people as criminals and uses their powers for their own selfish gains are the people that the gentleman thief opposes and uses their talents to undermine. Of course, that can't be said for all gentlemen thieves. Arsene Lupin was not fighting against a corrupt king or spreading wealth to the poor. Lupin was solely committing his crimes for his own satisfaction and thrills. But according to his code of honor, he only targets those who are, quote, more evil criminals than himself. While he may not be fighting against a corrupt government, he is fighting with who he sees as truly evil people and seeks his own form of justice. Gentlemen thieves use their skills to take matters into their own hands and fight those who are corrupt in a more direct way than we could ever hope to. Perhaps the biggest reason we look up to the gentleman thief is that they are what we want to be. Confident, intelligent, charming, daring, bold, larger than life, willing to do whatever it takes to get what they want. Despite the fact the gentleman thief uses these traits to pull off crimes, these are traits we desire for ourselves. In our everyday lives, it's easy to feel blah, and like every day is the same. For a gentleman thief, this is not the case. They're either looking for their next target, gathering intel, preparing their master plan, pulling off their heist, or enjoying the spoils of their victory. We aspire to live great lives, full of adventure and moments of excitement. While this may not be possible for us, this is the everyday for the gentleman thief. They do not achieve this by sticking to the status quo and sticking to the rules made for, for them by the people in power. They take what they want and create adventures for themselves. They use their skills and themselves to make it possible. Perhaps we need to be, we all need to be gentlemen thieves. By that, I'm not meaning creating a plan to steal the Queen's diamonds or the Declaration of Independence. Rather, we need to be more bold. Create adventures for ourselves. Allow ourselves to be rebels. Question and fight against unfair systems created by corrupt politicians and businessmen. History is rarely made by the silent observers, but by those who take a chance and, and be bold. Who knows, it might be time for me to bust out my thief cape and do something bold for once. If I ever decide to leave this closet and do something besides work on this podcast, well, one step at a time. Baby steps might be best for me before I decide to steal the Hope Diamond or the Queen's Jewels. But you didn't hear that from me. Well, there you have it. The Gentleman Thief. This is just another example of other episode ideas I have for this podcast. I might be looking into other literary tropes or devices or maybe looking at an idea or word we hear in our everyday lives and go more into depth into the impact that that word 
or expression it may have on our lives or the effect it could have on the world. When I told a friend of mine that I was creating an episode about the gentleman thief trope, I was kind of surprised that he never actually heard of it to begin with. I think the trope is more common than we think, but we don't actually have a word assigned to it. You know, we just know of, oh, stealing from the rich to steal from the poor, or a criminal who steals from other criminals. Well, after this podcast, maybe you'll have a new buzzword you can throw around into normal everyday conversations. And people say podcasts are a waste of time. We're learning new stuff every day. Well, that's it for this episode. Please take the time to leave a review of this podcast, so that way it can reach other people and this podcast can continue to grow. Thanks again for listening, and see you guys next time. Audio Essays is a bi-weekly podcast, written and produced by me, Joseph. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.